The Golden Goose Once upon a time, an old man and his wife had three sons. The first two sons were tall and handsome, and the old man and his wife were always telling them how wonderful they were. The third son was not very tall or handsome, nor was he clever. The family hardly ever called him by his proper name, and instead they called him Simpleton. One day, the eldest son went into the forest to cut wood. His mother gave him a basket, which contained her best homemade cake and a bottle of juice. While the boy was walking through the forest, he met an old man. The old man was hungry and thirsty, and looking hungrily at the basket of food, asked, Please, dear boy, would you be so kind as to share some of your food with this old man? But the boy replied, If I were to share my food with you, I would have none left for myself. Be off with you. And he carried on walking, leaving the old man behind. The old man said nothing, but silently put a curse on the boy, so that when he was chopping a tree, his axe fell and wounded his arm. The next day, it was the turn of the second son to go and chop wood in the forest. Again, the mother packed him a basket of food for lunch. He hadn't been in the forest long before he passed the same old man. Please, asked the old man, I'm very hungry and thirsty. Would you share some of your lunch with me? Poof, answered the boy. What I give to you, I lose for myself. And he walked away. Once more, the old man said nothing. But not long after the boy began to chop wood, he dropped his axe and hurt his leg so badly he had to be carried home. That was the work of the little old man. As the two eldest brothers were at home, recovering from their accidents, the father spoke to the youngest son, Simpleton. There is no point in you being at home doing nothing when your brothers are too injured to work. Get yourself into the forest and cut down some wood. <laughs> if you're not too stupid, of course, added the father slyly. It was not very often that Simpleton was allowed into the forest to chop wood and he jumped at the chance. His mother prepared him a basket of food, just as she had for her other two sons. But whereas the two oldest sons had been able to enjoy the finest cake and sweetest juice, for Simpleton, the mother packed an old burnt piece of cake and a bottle of water. Nevertheless, Simpleton set off for the forest without complaint. Once in the forest, the same old man asked Simpleton if he might share his food. I'm hungry and thirsty, he said to the boy. Simpleton was happy to share his food with the old man, but warned him that the cake was burnt and that he only had water to drink. That doesn't matter, answered the old man. I'm just grateful for anything that you can give me. And the two of them ate happily together. Once they had finished their meal, the old man turned to Simpleton and said, You have been very kind to me and shared with me what little you had. You have a good heart. Because of that, I will grant you good luck. Over there stands a tree. If you cut it down, you will find something valuable among the roots. 
Simpleton thanked the old man and continued on to the tree that he had pointed out. He began chopping. When he was finished, he looked beneath the roots and found a goose with feathers of pure gold. He picked the goose up and took it with him to an inn where he decided to stay the night. He paid for his room with one of the gold feathers. The innkeeper had three daughters and each one of them was curious about Simpleton and the golden goose. Fancy! A goose with golden feathers! The sisters could not stop themselves from thinking about all the things they could buy with the golden feathers. So each one of them decided to try and get her hands on the goose. When Simpleton was fast asleep, the eldest daughter crept quietly into his room. She saw the golden goose resting in the corner of the room. She reached out to touch the golden feathers, but when she tried to move her hand away, it was stuck fast. The girl could not think what to do, so she decided to wait a while and hope that her hand would eventually become free. So the girl sat on the floor and waited next to the goose while Simpleton snored in bed. It wasn't long before the girl fell asleep too. Soon the door opened again and the middle sister crept in. She saw her sleeping sister and tapped her on the shoulder to try and wake her, but her hand stuck fast. A few hours passed and by now everyone was sleeping. Simpleton in the bed, the goose tucked up in the corner and the two sisters whose hands had still not become free. The third sister came into the room hoping for her chance to steal the golden goose. She was shocked to see her two sisters already in the room and fast asleep too. She stretched out her hand to wake the middle sister and find out what was going on. To her surprise and horror, she also found herself stuck fast. The three sisters had no choice but to spend the night beside the goose. The next morning, Simpleton awoke, refreshed. He picked up the golden goose and left the inn, paying no attention whatsoever to the three sisters who were stuck hanging on to the bird. The girls ran along in a line behind him, swaying this way and that, depending on the direction that Simpleton took. Along the way, they came across a priest. The priest looked at the strange little group and thought to himself, my, what a sight. What on earth are those girls doing? running after that poor boy like that. He tried to stop the sister at the back of the line by putting his hand on her shoulder, but when he tried to lift it again, he discovered that it was stuck fast. The poor priest could see no other option than to run along behind the others. A policeman saw the group go by and thought it was a rather strange sight. <laughs> I must find out what's going on here, he said to himself. So he blew his whistle and ran up to the group. Stop! Stop! He panted as he reached them, just managing to grab hold of the priest. Of course, the policeman too found himself stuck fast. He joined the procession as they carried on down the road. They hadn't gone far when they passed a couple of workmen who had stopped for lunch. Help! 
cried the policeman. The priest and I are stuck to this strange little group, he said, indicating Simpleton with his goose and the three sisters. Could you please try and pull us free? The workmen grabbed hold of the policeman and pulled with all of their might. Of course, they could not pull neither him nor the priest free, and they soon discovered that they were also stuck to the little group themselves. The group of seven continued along the path until they arrived at a town. On the edge of the town was the king's palace. The king had one daughter. The daughter was very beautiful, but she had such a sad face and nobody could ever make her laugh. The king had vowed that whoever could make his daughter laugh should marry her. When Simpleton heard this, he went with his goose and approached the princess. When the princess saw Simpleton and his goose with a strange little train of people all running behind, she began to laugh. Once she had started to laugh, she could not stop. Simpleton was sure that he would marry the princess. After all, he had made her laugh, hadn't he? But the king looked at Simpleton and was not happy with the idea of him marrying his daughter. He began to think of all sorts of excuses. First of all, he asked Simpleton to bring him a man that could drink a whole cellar full of wine. Immediately Simpleton thought of the old man in the forest. He was sure that he would help him. So he went back to the spot where he had met him. There he found a man who looked miserable. What's wrong? asked Simpleton. I am just so thirsty, said the man. I am sure that I could drink for hours and still my thirst would not be satisfied. Then come with me, suggested Simpleton. I know just the thing that could help you. So Simpleton took the man to the palace and sat him down next to a huge barrel. The man tipped the barrel to his mouth and drank and drank without stopping. When that barrel was finished, he moved on to a new one. And so he continued, drinking without stopping, until the cellar was empty and the day was almost over. Simpleton was sure that now he would be allowed to marry the princess. The king was not happy. He still did not like the idea of Simpleton marrying his daughter. So he told him to go out and find a man who would eat a whole mountain of bread. Again Simpleton went back to the forest. There he found a man who looked very unhappy. I have just eaten a whole oven full of loaves, but what good is that when I still feel hungry? said the man. Come with me, replied Simpleton. I know a way that will help you satisfy your hunger. Simpleton led the man to the king, who had organised for all the bread in the town to be rounded up and brought to the palace. There was now a huge mountain of bread sitting waiting to be eaten. The man from the forest sat down and began to munch his way through the loaves. In one day he had finished all the loaves. For his next task the king told Simpleton to bring him a ship that would sail on both land and water. If you can really sail such a ship, he said, then you may marry my daughter. 
Simpleton went into the forest and there sat the old man with whom he had shared his lunch on the very first day. I have drunk for you and I have eaten for you, said the old man, and I will also give you the ship because you were so kind to me. Then he gave Simpleton a ship that was able to sail on both land and water. Simpleton rushed back to the palace with it and showed it to the king. Upon seeing the ship, the king knew that he would no longer be able to come up with any more excuses to stop Simpleton from marrying his daughter. So Simpleton and the princess were married. Simpleton made the princess happy and her laughter could often be heard around the palace. They lived together happily and over the years Simpleton and his princess had several children. The walls of the palace were full of love and laughter. <laughs>